Welcome back to another edition of DC, a chocolate city story. The massive host King Flexi here. And this is the third exclusive chapter of the Hennessy Never Stop, Never Settle Society series, highlighting entrepreneurs from all over that embody that chocolate city spirit. And today's special guest, man, is entrepreneur, stylist extraordinaire, Bobby Wesley, man. What's up? What's up, man? What's going on? It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. For sure, man. For sure. You're doing some, some great work. Um, not just where you're from, but uh, globally at this point. So just tell us about your background a little bit and, you know, how you got started on this journey of styling, you know, some some phenomenal celebrities. Well, um, well, first, um, my name is Bobby Wesley. Um, I'm from New York uh, with a Caribbean heritage. Um, I grew up in, I was born here mm-hmm. in New York and then... Uh, but 13 years, you know, I was raised in St. Croix. Okay. Um, after, I'm Jamaican, so, so I could... Jamaican? Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually... Um, i just been to Jamaica the first time, for the first time in April. Okay. And it was, an, it was a liberating experience, man. Like, you know, being from the Caribbean and going, going to, like, the, the, the roots of, you know, reggae. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Molly, like that's that is like one of the most liberating things for me. And I'm planning, I'm trying to get back there as soon as possible, man, just to tour the island, man. Yeah, for sure. But, but um um moving back to the mainland, main American land, um, from St. Croix, um, tackling, you know, high school, college and, and meeting people and then getting into this business, right. um, navigating my way through the fashion industry has been one of the, the the most interesting and fun and storytelling experiences of, yeah. of my life you know i think that's that's what life is life is a, is about living and being able to tell a story at the end right right and i think i have uh, a good story to tell my kids yeah you know? It's almost like that thing that just happened is like the light bulb went off, like you was dropping a gem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just talking to my assistant yesterday, two days ago, and we were just talking about like <clears throat> privilege. Like what, what is privilege to us, right? Mm-hmm. And it could, privilege can have so many different meanings. If, we, if you were born and you were given the option, you were given a silver spoon or a wooden spoon, uh-huh. right? Before you were born, this is, it might have talk people going- talk, talk about it, talk about it, please. Before you're born, if you're given an option, take a silver spoon or a wooden spoon, a lot of us would choose the silver spoon because- Shiny. Shiny, like it's like, oh wow, that looks nice, mm-hmm. right? And what we've, what we've, a lot for myself, I've been given a wooden spoon, right? But I think the blessing in that wooden spoon is the journey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have a story to tell now because I have to, I have to weave my way to become that silver spoon. Uh-huh. Something to work towards. Exactly. You know what I mean? Whereas if I choose a silver spoon, I have no real story. It's like, this is my life. I've done all these amazing things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So although the silver spoon is where we all want to end up. And sometimes you, you wake up in the morning sometimes and it's like, damn, man, I don't want to work. I'm tired. Like, 
but it's that's the blessing. You know what I'm saying? The ability. Aiming towards something. Exactly. You know? Nah, for sure. Nah, that's a that's a gem in it, like a strong gem in itself. Um, when when did you know? And that takes me here. When did you know you wanted to take the entrepreneurial route? When did you know that this route was for you? The minute that I graduated from, not I'm never gonna say the minute I graduated from college. After the first year of working for a company, mm-hmm. after graduating from college, I realized that I wanted something more. I, I didn't. I hate repetitiveness. Okay. Right. Take up. Anytime it, it it was it's me waking up, going to an office, taking lunch, getting off of work, jumping on the train, going back home, doing it over and over again. Yeah. Some people don't mind, and I I don't knock people for it, but for me, it's like I always watch the clock at my desk, right? Watching the time. And my uncle, Eric Archibald, he is an amazing uh styles and costume designer. When I was younger, you know, he styled Diddy and Buster Rhymes and Michael Jordan and all these, you know, great people. Um, And I always looked up to him. And because of him, I always had just a sense for fashion and a sense for wanting like dope stuff. So even when I was in school, I always had like, you know, dope pieces. When Jordans dropped, I always made sure I go cop the Jordans naturally. Because that's as a New Yorker, that's what you did. You know what I mean? That's what you do. And what, part, what part of New York are you from? I I was born in Queens. Okay. Uh, as I got older, I moved to Long Island. Gotcha. So I, I rep Long Island. I rep Brentwood, Long Island. You know what I'm saying? But anywhere in New York, I know you know New Yorkers from the five boroughs. They'd be like, "Man, you from Long Island? You ain't from you ain't from really New York or whatever." Nah, that's all good. And I'm from Brooklyn, so we salute. Yeah. Uh, we salute all the all the boroughs and all the areas. Right. But, but a lot of kids from the city live on Long Island. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So we we naturally took the culture to Long Island. So we had to be, you know, fly. We had to be, you know, on trend with what the, yeah. what the city kids did. And then I went to school. I went to uh, college. My first college I went to was upstate New York, SUNY Delhi. Where oh, yeah. I, went, okay. I was the in SUNY. the pits. The SUNY schools, yeah. Where I was in the pits with all the five boroughs kids so you had to in order for you to be cool you had to be fly you know what i'm saying conversation starter it's a conversation starter if you want to meet friends they got to come up to you and be like yo where you get those sneakers from Uh, i mean where you get that jersey from where you get those jeans you know what i'm saying that's how you meet friends so that's that was just that's just new york culture Mm -hmm. um when i went to the south i went to, to georgia state um i took that to the south so i ultimately was just cool because of who i was and and, you know, and, I, and i'm sure you was like uh, um ahead of a lot of things due to the fast pace that new york forces us to be and then 100%. but but down south to be a little bit more even killed somewhat and 100 sure that the hustle was there and they they i mean this this statement is cliche now but they say if you could make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, Absolutely. right? So, you know, leaving New York for you know five years for school and you know to start my adult life a little bit, I was ahead. You know what I'm saying because of just my culture, where I'm from. Right. You know, um, and then you hear then 
<clears throat> I studied economics and then you, 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 you hear things from people and successful people. They say, you know, turn your passion into money. You know, that always stuck with me. So it's like passion into paycheck. Exactly. So while I, while I would work my, 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 my nine to five, I, I had a blog. It was called the Chronicle and the Chronicle pretty much talked about anything that was dope, anything that was new in the fashion industry. Right. You know, specifically fashion, gotcha. specifically fashion. It wasn't about it wasn't about, you know, what went on in people's lives. Like, you know what the bloggers blog about today? No, this was literally about the newest sneaker that's coming out. What sneaker you should have? You know, I remember that at the time, Balmain was like the it brand, which it still is to some extent. But like so I would blog about everything Balmain and everything Raph Simmons and all that stuff that the celebrities, you know, would eventually wear. Mm-hmm. And that is where my passion for fashion started. Just talking about it. Just talking about it. It, it really built like a different kind of purpose and passion within you. Yes. Um, Eric, Eric, my uncle saw that and um, unfortunate things happened in Atlanta and I ended up moving back to New York. Gotcha. Um, I first transitioned to New York from in corporate America, had my company transfer me. And then my uncle was like, Hey, if you're, if you're going to move back to New York, you should actually think about tackling fashion. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, at that point I was thinking more, I was on a salary, I had benefits and all that stuff. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to, push all this to the side to do a maybe if it happens. Yeah. And yeah. Eric saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. And he was like, man, don't worry about the money. Like you'll be fine, you know? And I started assisting him. And he the first project that I literally worked on was the Sean John spring summer 2016, I want to say spring summer oh. 2016 uh campaign. It wasn't even like a regular photo shoot. It was a, a campaign that he put me on. He was like, yo, you can do it. Yeah. And I was scared out my boots, bro. Like, <laughs> and we uh, Puff and those guys, they flew us to uh LA. We shot in Malibu and it, it was a successful shoot. Wow. And I found my love right then. So that, like, was man, that was the that was, that, that was a moment. That was a moment for me. You know, I, I stopped counting the hours of mm. my work days. I stopped working, you know, eight hour work days, count eight hours to working 17 hours and not counting it, and which count- is crazy to me, and right? Forward to the next day to not count it and lose. Exactly. Gotcha. I haven't counted it. I haven't counted time in about 10 years. Dang. You know what I'm saying? It's that's, crazy. That's satisfying for real. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so that that was my moment when I was like, yeah, this this is for me, you know. Nah, that, and that dope, that's dope, and that takes me here. While being an entrepreneur, you know, it could be very easy to work around the clock, right? So how how are you able to you know find your own personal balance and, and make time for your spirit and mental health, especially with today's day and age and the climate that we're in? Um, there's there's because I'm in the service. So so although I'm an artist. I'm still in the service industry, right? So I'm, I'm still serving whoever that hires me. Um, I've come to a point, which is a blessing from God, that someone is calling my phone every day. You know, they, they're asking for my presence to help them with their style, 
Oh. And um, I have, I've built a team around me that I've trained very well that can, you know, take on certain tasks. Yeah. Um, there was a point in my life where I worked every day. Mm. You know, I, I was what we call in the streets, like grinding. Like I was, I was really grinding, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I've built the ability, I've ha- I have the ability to now, you know, put my staff on certain tasks where I can take some, some days to myself, you yeah. know? Yeah. And just, and just show up, you know, when, when it's time for me to meet my client, they can prep for me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so it's really like that. I feel like your team, like you've been able to uplift and empower a team that can help relieve a lot of what you used to take on all by yourself. Exactly. You know, so, so as, as, as a, as a business owner, you know, there comes a time where you, you, you know, I mean, we're humans, we got to grow, right? right? Whether whether we want it or not, we we have to grow. We have to grow and evolve. We you know what I mean? We have to grow and evolve, and um and, and growing and evolve. I have to grow and evolve my team. My my team have to grow and evolve. So now, the little things that I used to do, they can do for my for me, for and sure. then you know I can take that time to better myself. You know whether it's going to the gym, you know meditating, laying in bed for a little bit longer, and just thinking about the next move because. Yeah. You know, styling is 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 everything for me right now. But you know, I have to think about how do I grow as a brand? How do I grow as Bobby Wesley? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So no, yeah. that's strong. That's strong for sure. And how how has this time, like the pandemic from last year and that that is still going on, how has that impacted your business, whether good, bad, or indifferent? Uh the pandemic has I thank God was off maybe two months mm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. The first two months during the pandemic. The the when when I want to say what month was that? I want to say it was like was it March April June? Okay. No, March and April. That was we were through the thick of yeah the pandemic where everyone was scared. Everybody was home, but I think when it got really hot in the summer, like June. Mm-hmm. When Miami kind of opened up a little bit, where we were, everybody, you know, if you lived in New York, you were like, yo, what are they doing down there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of my clients were, were, were down there. It was like Miami, and, Atlanta, Houston, like those Southern, a couple of those hot. Yeah, those Southern, hot. even mm-hmm. even LA, where the, the climates were hot because they said that, oh, you know, the virus can't live in the heat. So wherever it was hot, people went down to, yeah. you know, get away from the reality of it. Yeah. Well, some of my clients were in those climates, but they were working. They were they were creating content. They were shooting videos. You know, they were doing a bunch of different things where they needed my help, you oh. know? And so, you know, as crazy as it sound, like I was traveling, but it, it and, and it was weird because I was on a big ass plane. I'm sorry for cursing. I was on a big plane with like five people. <laughs> Going to LA. Had all that space. All that. I had all that space. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I worked. So they, so so they, a lot of people felt, and, and, and you know, it was sad. Like a lot of people felt the, 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 the pandemic in a negative way mm-hmm. because there was no work. But, you know, I, I was working. I was creating content as well with my clients during those times, you know? 
So that's a gift. That's a gift, like a silver lining throughout an uh, un, uh, unknown, unprecedented time. Yes, 100%. You know, and I, I, think, I thank God for that, for sure. Nah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you, you mentioned your uncle. Um, I, I, is he a main inspiration? Like who or what are some of your inspirations to, to keep you going and doing, and doing what you're doing with your brand? My family, my, 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 my family and I, my family and I are very close. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric, who is like one of the, the first successful, I'm a second generation, uh, I don't want to say immigrant because I was born here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, m- you know, my, my mom and my dad were immigrants mm-hmm. here, you know, so looking back at them, you know, I look at them every day. I, so I talk to my pops. My pops are just calling me just now. Like, you know, those are, that's my inspiration. You know, I want to be, I want to be the, that, that son. I'm their only child. Oh, okay. I don't have a brother or sister to, if I was to fail or if I have an off year. Yeah. I can like say, yo, help me out this year, man. I'm, I'm not, you know what I mean? I got to be on all the time yeah. for my family. So you lean on yourself because you don't have any siblings. How, how is that experience being a, a only child um, growing up? Like, would you say? Uh, I didn't. I didn't feel so because my grandmother raised me in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I was. I also raised with my my cousin, so it didn't seem like it didn't seem like I was the only child until yeah. I'm back to New York. Uh, and I was like, damn, I'm 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 the only one here. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's it. But my cousin Latisse. My grandmother, who's an amazing woman, man, like she she took my my Latisse and I, my cousin and I, from our parents because my parents had me at eighteen and twenty. Okay, you know they they were young, you know. Mm-hmm. So she took me and took took us to the Caribbean while my parents stayed in New York and you know built a life, you know. So by the time we were ready to move back to New York, yeah, we had you know some type of stability. You know what I'm saying? Sure. My grandmother was was a reason. My grandmother was the one that took the chance to say, you know what, I'm not going to keep my kids in Antigua. I want to take them to America, you know, to to make life a camp. He had that vision, you know what I'm saying? And I thank her for that, you know? So, you know, every day, man, like I I get up and work. Sometimes I don't want to work. I think about my grandmother, like, yo, if it wasn't for her, I I could be in the Caribbean right now. Just stand down on the porch doing nothing. That's real. You know what I mean? Because that's the Caribbean life, right? Mm-hmm. You, you might have a job on Sundays, on Saturdays and Sundays, you relax, you chill. It's it's a very slow life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. which is also a blessing too, because that's what that's what you know we work for. We work hard in America. When we get older, we move back to the Caribbean. We enjoy our money that's and right. Peace. You know what I'm saying? Peace. Peace. You know what I mean? So for 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 my for my grandmother to think like, you know what? They shouldn't live like this the whole life. They should actually, you know, go get educated, go get good jobs. And then if they want to come back here and, and build a house, then that's that's for them to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's my motivation every day. Nah, that's dope. And it's and it's so it's so infectious because you get to live through, you know, their vision and what they see for what they saw for the next generation of the legacy yes. of the family. So let me let me ask you this, Bobby. Can you tell us about a moment in your journey where you were faced with hardship or and adversity 
but you were able to pull through and come out even stronger than before? Like, what was that hardship moment that really stands out? Um, damn. My job is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to even find. It's hard to like. Moment. Uh, hardships. My hardships would be, you know, in dealing with my clients. Some, some of my, in dealing with some of my clients, like oh, I've dealt with so many different personalities. Yeah. Right. That some some clients. I mean, I'm even embarrassed to say this because some people are like, man, I'll deal with this stuff. Like sometimes I will go on set and some of my clients won't even show up. Wow. Not, not, you know what I'm saying? Not even show up at all. Not even show up at all. And I'm on my client. I always have to be remain as a professional in this business. I'm, I always have to be on my client side. Right. So if even if they don't show up, it's OK. I have to understand why they didn't show up. You know, the hardship in that is me having to deal with who hired us for that client to show up. You see what mm. I'm saying? Because mm. I, even though they don't show up, I still have to be on set. I still have to remain professional. I, I have to be ready just in case they ha happen to change their mind and show up to set. Uh. In that time of them not being on set, I have to explain to whatever publication, mm -hmm. you know, why, how, how far they might be when they might show up. You know what I'm saying? And I think- it, The onus gets put on you in that moment. Exactly, you know? So I have to now change from being a stylist to partially a manager. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. It's like, you know, these things are, th these things that I, I go through sometimes on set, it's like, it ain't my job. I'm not getting paid for it, right? <laughs> right. But, as a person in the position that I am, you have to play so many different roles. Yeah, you got to be able to adjust and adapt. You be able to adjust and adapt. You know what I mean? And as an entrepreneur in itself, you have to be so many different people. You got to be the janitor. Mm -hmm. You got to be the worker. You got to be the boss. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yep. As an entrepreneur, and a lot of people don't know this. You know what I mean? They think they see the glitz and the glam. Like, there's only, if you follow me on Instagram, I only post uh, maybe 2% of my life. What goes on in my life? You know what I'm saying? And most people, they say, oh, man, I would love to assist you. I would love to work with you. And I've hired a couple of people, giving people, some people a chance. And when they actually see what I do, yeah, it's like, I, I'm not doing this. I'm good. You know what I mean? This is blue collar work. Yeah. <laughs> High paid blue collar work. High paid blue collar work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, th those, those, I mean, that's pretty much one of the, 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 the biggest you know, trial and I guess tribulation that I, I go through on a daily, you know. And you and you mentioned about clients, like who's some of your favorite, you know what I'm saying? Some of your favorite and positive and 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 big energy clients that you've had the pleasure to work with that really stand out in your career at this point. Um Wow, my if my clients see this right now, they'll be like, damn, you ain't say my name yet. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I know they all are special, right? And they all yeah. Um. So all yeah, all my clients are special, but you know, I mean, some stand out more than others, right? So, I've I've had I've been lucky enough to, um, work with you know, Future is one of my favorite. Got you people to work with because the guy is a hard work, inspirational. He's like. 
when I look at him work, yeah, it's like, yeah, this this is how I become successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, his energy is amazing. Uh, Young Thugs, he's like, I've never felt the love from a client like I felt from from Thug. Like, anyway. he treat me like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm one of, like, I grew up with him, you know? And that's hard. That's a hard uh, trait to have. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's a hard trait to have. You have to just have it. You know what I mean? It's either you um, have it or you don't. It's one of those, like, it's not- You have it or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, who else I've worked with? Um, man, this group of girls, uh, Fifth Harmony, oh, yeah. uh, when yeah. I first started yeah. the industry, that, the, you know, that group I, I, I worked with first before I even worked with anyone else. And um, the love that they gave me was like, it made me feel like I had kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know the love. I don't have any kids, but I know that some people say like, you don't know what love is until you have kids, right? right. And these these girls, like the, the way that they, the energy that they gave me is like, some of the most I, I still remember to this day and I, I haven't worked with those girls in years. But the the feeling is still there. The feeling is still there. Yeah. 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 For sure. That's dope, man. So so look, Bobby, uh Hennessy's mantra is never stop, never settle, right? So what does that mean to you in a nutshell when it comes to never stop, never settle? And 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 being an entre- and being an entrepreneur and being and, and working for yourself, that statement is what you need to even be <laughs> right exactly. not even not even to be successful to even be right never stop on your dream never settle on where you are mm. right it's always about growing right yeah. never stop never settle i before hennessy i'm not going to say before hennessy when hennessy first started the never stop never settle campaign yeah. I didn't even know, know that it was going to be as big as it is. So mm. I took that never stop, never settle and put it in my email signature. Oh, that's hard. Because I was, I, 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 I was never going to stop and I was never going to settle for, for who, for my accomplishments or from my accomplishments. I, I always wanted more. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And um, so that never stop, never settles means a lot for me, for sure. Cool, cool. And, and where do you see your brand uh, in in the next year? Like, what's next up for? for- well, uh, my team is evolving. We're going, we're going into design. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that the real, the real people that live on forever are the creators of this world. Mm. Right. So when you die. We're all going to die. When you die, your creations will live on, whether it's in museums, whether it's in, you know, people's homes. And I want to be a part of that. I want to live forever, right? Hoping physically, but that's not possible. I'm not God, right? Right. But I want to create something in people's homes and people's minds and people's hearts that when I'm long gone, it's still there. Strong. So powerful. So, so for anyone who'd want to follow in your footsteps, what are three tips that you'd like to leave them with? Three main, main uh, tips. The first tip is to believe in yourself, right? Believe that 
you can be who you think you are in your head. Mm. Right? That's the first step. The second step is to seek knowledge and who you want to be. If in any business that you want to be a part of, in, 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 in any endeavor that you want to tackle, the best way to do it is to channel and to shadow someone that's tackling, you know, that same endeavor. Yes. You know, if you want to be a barber, find find the, the, the best barber that you have. And I'm not talking about, you know, the best barber who sits in a shop all day just yeah. cutting hair. I don't believe, I don't believe in that. I tell my barber this all the time, like, I think you're you're dope. I think you should travel the world. Yeah. Find a client and travel the world with him. Like, you know, do commercials. You want to be able to, as much as, I don't even watch TV as much, but you want your work to be on TV. Mm. The reason being, as the reason being is, it just, you you want whatever you're doing to be seen to the world. To be amplified. Yeah. You want it to be seen to the world, you know? So channel somebody that is successful and is taking the right paths and they'll kind of show, they'll show you the way, not even kind of, they'll show you the way. Just in, just in being, just in, just in doing, being. doing. Just in being. And it, it, will, it will help make you a better person. Every, every successful person have a mentor. Yeah. Every successful person have a mentor. No, no matter who it is, even if, they might not even tell you or they might not tell you that they have someone that they go to, but they do. It's organic. It's, it's organic. organic. They might be on the phone and somebody's giving them advice. Nobody, these, a lot of people have, in, in our culture, in our generation, you know, there's this thing called self-made. Yeah. We like to amplify self-made and I did this by myself or whatever, but there was somebody in your back corner that said, you know what, you should have maybe did this this way. You know, you should do it this way. You should stop surrounding yourself around these people or so forth or so on and so forth. You know, so little tidbits of advice. It helps build who you are and where you're going with your brand. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. And 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 then the, the final the, the third tip yeah. is to never stop and never settle. There it is. There it is, man. That's so, it. Bobby Wesley, man, if you want to put to action these three tips from our entrepreneur or gather more educational resources, visit Hennessy's Never Stop, Never Settle Society.org. Yo, Bobby, man, it's been a pleasure. For real, for real. So um, thank you. Thank you, guys. So gems and, 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 and salute to you and your career, man. I feel like sky's not even the limit for you because you're, you're just shooting, man. Oops. I got to keep going, man. I got to keep going, man. I got to keep growing. There it is, man. Bobby Wesley, Never Stop, Never Settle, DC at Chocolate City Story. Man, he embodies the chocolate city spirit for sure, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. One love.